Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bring you a hot take after a hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Beers, dads, and ball. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. And then we're going to get all draft after that. And the boys are going to do a little mock draft of their own. Compare it to the uh, first round of the mock draft uh, coming up on Thursday night. And uh, I'm excited. This is probably my one of my probably top three days of the year, um, Thursday night. That includes like holidays. Wow. Yep. Love the draft. Yeah, yeah no, big, big draft it. guy. But this is like Boy, easily my it. least I've ever been. Uh, prepared. prepared for a draft um just so much going on in life but um still i'm so excited but there's an eight like there's gonna be so many yeah. twists and turns especially this one i don't think there's like clear-cut guys everywhere no this is like this it's like usually like most years you, you can have like kind of set the first five to seven picks you feel like in, in a sense because you have there's usually like three or four quarterbacks on a go i mean you might not see a quarterback on the top 20 this year nope or you might, they might, one might go, and next thing you know, the right. other teams panic, and do three you, go in the top ten. Do you guys like how they do the draft? First round Thursday, second round Friday. I hate it. I used to. I remember like when we were when I was when we were in college. I used to love getting up on like fucking eight o'clock on Saturday morning, just hung titties, and then like just like the the draft starts at round one's eight o'clock, and then like. You watch like the first round, then you go out and do whatever. You come back, it's like round like four or five, and it's like friggin' four o'clock in the afternoon. I actually liked it like that. It was like an all day affair. I understand you, why they do it the way they do now, but I just love like it's just one day, just go get after it. I think that you hate it is probably because the Pats are always picking towards the end of the rounds, and on a Thursday night, you want to be in bed early, and it's probably well, going to push your bedtime a little later. That's my take on well, it. Well, no, see, I always, I, I said this today to somebody at work, and they're like, oh, you're going to stay up and watch a draft. And I go, yeah. I go, I don't mind when the Patriots play late on Thursdays because I only got one day I got to suffer through being tired at work. I hate it when it's like Sunday and Monday, and then I got to grind through the rest of the fucking week trying to catch yep. up on sleep. Understandable. Uh, but I also like, and with the Patriots, it's like usually they're picking at the back end of the first round, and then I stay up till 1130 to watch them pick, and they trade out. And then I'm like, you suck a bitch. And but I so yeah, I I don't know. I don't mind. I'll I'll definitely stay up for the whole thing tomorrow night. All right, let's 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 get the NBA out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah. You got. I mean, you must be feeling pretty good. Those sleaze balls. I told you, Kyrie would fucking bow down to Boston. Kyrie would cower out. He did. He's the the ultimate loser. The ultimate team cancer. And boy, did he deliver. And then the comments after the game, this idiot gets on there and says, 
next year we'll have to spend more time together and and you know kevin and i will have to manage this team better oh and the owner and the gm too doesn't mention steve nash is just the absolute worst not even like teammate player human being to walk this planet yeah, he said he's gonna they're gonna run it back and he's not going anywhere. But it's like we've heard him say that before in the past. Oh. And he doesn't. This team is gonna be, it's gonna be comical with between Kyrie and Ben Simmons next year. I swear they're gonna have a competition to see who can miss more games for stupid reasons. It, ben Simmons has got to be one of the biggest pieces of shit. He might be more like from a teammate standpoint. Like if I was a if I was a Nets player. Oh. I would not want that fucking guy on my team. Bruce because Brown is going to run out of there. The whole time they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he's got leading up. He's getting healthy. He's getting heavy. He, you know, he's going to give us 15 to 20 minutes. And then he miraculously wakes up the morning of like Monday night and was like, oh, Monday morning. It was like, oh, my back hurts. I tweaked it when I was sleeping or some shit. Shut. That guy is a loser. I would. If no, uh, I, I would want nothing to do with that guy being on my team. If the NBA was ever going to fucking jump shot. If the NBA was ever going to do uh, hard knocks, dude, this would be the season to do oh, it for the Nets. That yeah. would be some oh, must-watch TV. God. And I go along with them, like Blake Griffin. You can go fuck yourself too. Um, telling everybody that the Celtics didn't, you know, they don't want to play for this. Like last year, he was telling people that no one wanted to play for the Celtics. Go fuck yourself. All right, bud. You're like you're garbage now. You can't jump. You can't shoot, dude. He's probably he had a not to find himself on a team. Plus ten, plus minus. Plus yeah, 10. he's the only one. He got in on a lucky time. He provided a spark. He, he provided I mean, a spark. He, he was the, oh, and you know what the thing with, with him is, like, and you watch a game, like, I feel like he was the only one that was at. I'm not saying they weren't playing, but if he was no, the yeah. only one that was playing hard. Like, like if, Griffin, you can see, he was gassed. Like, and it yeah. probably it has to do with the fact that he wasn't playing much either. But that guy was diving all over the place. He was taking charge. He was doing everything he possibly could in the limited minutes he had Monday night. And I just feel like everybody else was, I mean, I, I will say Bruce Brown, man, like not not as much game four, but uh, games one, two and three. He was their best player on the court. And that's to say a yeah. lot when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie and they have the ball in their hands 90 percent of the time. And Bruce Brown was the best player and he defended better than, you know, most people can defend Tatum. Like they didn't double yeah. him. They didn't send a second guy um, to help him like the Celts were doing to Durant. I think a lot of that, too, though, is he, he was their best player. But I think a lot of that is the fact that the. The Celtics uh, oh, spent so much energy trying to shut Kyrie and KD down. They're just like, if this guy eats and gets thirty, I don't know who gives a shit. Don't give a shit. But um, and then they and they really what they should have done the entire series is just followed the clocks then and did like a hack a shack. Oh my god! The guy started out like dying laughing. Oh my god! He was like oh for ten to start. It's like oh my. Stop! It broke dude. the record. Shaq's record. Like if you're breaking Shaq's free throw record. What's that for a game? He missed nine in a row. Well, ten, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, d- uh, nine, nine well, was the record. I don't know. Oh, was it? Ten in a row. Nine. I know Shaq had the record at eight, and uh, he broke it at nine. And I don't know if it was ten in a row. He finally hit one, and the crowd went nuts. I went back yeah, and I no. looked looked at his like college stats. He shot like sixty three percent from the line in college, and then even this year, even this year, it was like at the high fifties. It was, you know, it's not great, but it's still high fifties. But to go over ten, that's just. I mean, they lost by four, so I mean, yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's in yeah. your head. You know what I mean? At that point, it's in your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were they actually like did the hack a shack to him. So like, they put like a guy in for like a random like play, and they would just hack him, and he would go to the line. And I'll tell you one thing: we I think one of us in a, like a larger group text we had sent something about Scott Foster. That motherfucker and his crew did everything Whoa. they possibly could to get at the game five. 
Whoa, that, that last foul on Tatum was, was that last foul on Tatum was awful. And you know, to credit to Tatum because I, I mean, he's my favorite player, and and I know Kev's hard on him, and he does bitch more than I ever want to see. But he got up, he was flustered, and then he just flipped the switch, and he was the biggest cheerleader. And I yeah. think his teammates really saw that. That's that's leadership, man. Like that's mm-hmm. a twenty four year old figuring out. Uh, this this game is more important than me. No doubt, that's huge. And I think that I think that's kind of the difference. And like I said, I don't I I really don't watch the Celtics all that much last year, but I feel like that's like kind of a difference with them this year and last year. I feel like he may have last year he may have went off the fucking handle and like got yeah. teed up after and then sat on the bench and sulked the rest of the game. Um, and I think that's just him maturing. I mean, like yeah. he's still 24 years old. He's so young. Um, so yeah. I, it was good to see, like you said, it, he became the biggest cheerleader and um, they were able to get it done. And they I, did it without him. So like, that's, that's big right. for Jalen Brown that to see that, that he can pull off a win without Tatum on the court. And uh, he was Marcus, pretty big down the stretch. Jalen, Marcus, Al, they were the, Grant Williams had the game of his fucking life on defense. I think that's I, why them getting Horford back into that team is huge for them, just for that yeah. leadership. Like he's not an all-star any mean by by any means, but he is so important to that team. Just I think he's he's teaching Tatum and Brown how to be leaders and yeah, and that, I, that, he still hilarious. makes makes like big yeah. plays. I feel like when he needs to, the guy's still like he's still clutch when it comes down to it. Yeah, I hate watching him take jump shots because it's ugly, but the guy actually still shoots it pretty pretty well from deep. He's not like Udonis Haslam, you know what I mean? He can still play. No, I think a loss to be said of that he was the last uh, NCAA back-to-back champion um, that's in the NBA. Shout out Florida. So, so just kidding. But I do think, like, it's weird because when they traded Kemba for Al, I was like, Jesus, that's not, like, I mean, I wanted to get rid of Kemba, but I didn't want to get Al back. This is freaking garbage, Brad Stevens. Um but you know what? It's for playoffs, the physicality. Like the Celtics have four bigs right now that can just absolutely beat you down. And that's what's going to happen with Giannis is that he's going to go to the hoop and he's going to feel. It's not going to be like yeah. the Pistons, but it's like the closest thing since. Uh, not since, but closest thing you can get to for in today's game is that they're just going to body Giannis every time he comes to the hole. Mm-hmm. I think it's huge too with that series. Uh, the Celtics have home court um, mm-hmm. in that series, so it's big. So the Heat closed it out last night. It's not surprising. Sure, you had well, well, the end of the. What's that? Oh my god. Well, I was gonna say they did it without J Butt and Kyle yeah. Lowry. Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sherry, how was the end of the Grizzlies game for you? I watched every minute of it until three seconds left. They call a timeout after a, a big three to tie it. Who hit the three? Um, uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards hit a fadeaway three in the corner. Ties it. <clears throat> I see the shushes. I know my phone's low, like close to dead. The baby's sleeping next to me. I don't want to move and wake him up. <laughs> my freaking phone dies in bed. And then I turn my phone on and my wife goes, oh, just got an update. Memphis one. Oh. Yeah. Pretty it. awesome take. Missed Pretty it. awesome Missed take. Watch the whole game. He's a freak, man. Oh, John Moran is special, man. Just the dunks. It's like he doesn't go up over people. It's the fact that he goes up over people to murder them. Like he brings yeah, the he ball does. back to a level that I've never seen where he like cocks it back. And then the ferociousness to like go like put it down on someone is insane. He had a missed one that was, I swear to God, the rim broke on it. Like, but it, I was in bed so and I watched wild. the first one and, and I looked at Kim and I'm like, 
I think I just saw the best dunk of my life. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, slow-mo, it's just... The guy goes to take a charge, and he just goes over his shoulder. He's like, there you are. I'm going around your shoulder. I wonder, like, obviously Zion being hurt all the time. I wonder how much regret the Pelicans have not taken Morant at one. Because yeah. I think they took Zion because, like, Zion puts people in the seats, no doubt about it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like a must-watch TV. But, like, Morant has now... I think we, we always knew he could, like, get there because, like, in college he was special. But, like, what he's doing in the NBA now is just on another level to me. And, like, the, the shit he does every night is as good as what Zion could do every night, like the dunks he can put up. So I'm guessing the Pelicans have a little regret there. And the biggest thing I think in the NBA is you can develop shooting, better shooting, especially spot shooting. So, like, you look at a guy like Jalen Brown couldn't shoot anything when he got in the NBA, and now he's, like, a really good shooter. He shoots 40% yeah. from three, good from that. John Morant's only flaw right now is pure shooter. Like, he's mm-hmm. pretty good uh, at attacking and shooting. He's pretty good with a guy in his face. But just pure shooting, he's not – that's his probably only flaw, only flaw on offense. And that can happen. Like he could, he could easily be the best player in the NBA. He's good. Yes. So go on yeah. real quick, going back, going back to that, uh, the Atlanta Miami series. Did you guys see that Trey young had more turnovers in the series and field goals? Wow. I did not see that. <laughs> I, didn't. I think he had, I, I think he had like 30, Two turnovers and only like 24 field goals in the series. Ooh. He came out and said some quote about this is the hardest he's been guarded since high school, where just like the defense was just focused on him the entire time, basically. Yeah. Worked, I'd say. Yep. So, uh, Suns, that's a way better series than I was expecting, but the Booker injury is huge. Bucks will probably close it out tonight. They're up 27 right now. Yep. Warriors will probably close it out tonight. So, yeah. That Warriors versus Memphis round two. If Memphis win, I mean, Minnesota could easily tie this up and make it a game set. They had two games that they've let slip right through the cracks. Yep. So Minnesota's a tough team. Um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight till the end. There's no doubt about it. But if Memphis gets by and they have to play Golden State, that's just gonna be awesome to watch. Like really Morant, cool. like Morant just going to the bucket on that team and uh the, those shooters is gonna be fun to watch. It's huge Memphis is the two seed just because I feel like the Warriors have always been so hard to beat at home over the last like ten years. Yeah. So that's huge for Memphis to have that little advantage if they get there. Yeah. So the other one, by the way, the other one real quick is Philly. Philly, if they lose in, it's in Toronto, yeah, tomorrow. yeah, in Toronto, that goes three three. Where they're up three zero, and the only coach to ever lose three three one series is Doc Rivers, and no one's even done it twice, if I remember right. And now he's got a chance to blow a three zero lead. And you know, I don't think Embiid's fully healthy, and Harden no. stinks right now, so. Well, no. They had a game, and 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 Embiid hit a buzzer beater, so it should be three two Toronto, or it could be. Yeah. Well, they said Embiid's gonna have like hand surgery or something after. Yeah. He's gonna was gonna grind through and see what he could do, but. And I think like Harden didn't he like game so what are they game five right now? Well, game six going into it, but I think game yeah. five Harden only took like nine shots or some shit like that. Like I don't know how the fuck you have a guy as good as him only taking nine shots. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Or somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. It may not yeah. have been nine, but it was pretty mm-hmm. long. No, he needs to dominate, like especially with Embiid. You know, the defense is focusing on Embiid, so he should be able to light it up. 
but he looks a step slow, man. Like his, he doesn't look himself. And if he doesn't figure it out fast, the, the old story of Harden crumbling in the playoffs is going to be right there. And same with doc fucking rivers. Um, yeah. Be interesting. So I get into it or what? Yep. I, I did want to say, cause I wanted to go back. I didn't understand it, but on the NFL draft, um, I think it was one, two and three were Friday night, four, five, six were Saturday. So a Friday night you could watch rounds one and two. Um, I just Googled it. So, um, and then, uh, you, you'd sit around hungover on Saturday and you'd watch rounds four, five, six, seven. Oh, was it? I, always, yeah. I guess I was, I thought it was all on Saturday at one time. No. And then, so what is uh, it now? First on Thursday, second and third on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. But they also like increase the times major. It used to be like one uh, five minutes between rounds one through three. And now it's like 15 minutes between round one, 10 minutes in round two and three, and then five minutes between picks in round four to through seven. You got 15 so, minutes I mean, to make a pick? Yeah. It's fucking. It's, yeah, it's nuts. You know what drives me nuts too is when you have like, I especially the number one overall pick like Jacksonville, they should know like now already who they're gonna take, and they'll wait till the very last yeah. fucking minute to do it. And I guarantee you, see NFL say just we're not gonna announce exactly. the pick until the end of it. Yep. So stupid. That's why I used to love the Saints. I think it was the Saints that would, um, just throw theirs in right off no matter what because they hated Goodell so much. Um, Does and the Sean Payton um, just put it in? Does the NFL have anyone like um, Wojnarowski there from the NBA where they they announce the pick on Twitter before the pick actually comes in? They can't anymore. They can't? Not allowed. Did like Schefter used to do it or someone? Yeah. Well, Kuiper used to do it. And, Kuiper did and it. And yeah. same with uh, Goodell put a Shea. stop to it. Yep. And Ian Rappaport, those guys. Um, they all had it, and they would all tweet it, and now they're not allowed to tweet it. And there's no – there used to be videos of like – the, so they take the players and they put them in like a back room and they'll get like the phone call. But now there's no video yeah, back there and they're not. I don't. I didn't like that. I, I didn't like it. that whole video it. because it's like, like oh, we'll get. It's like yeah, I didn't like you'd be sitting there like oh, there was a trade and then they go back to the room and they wouldn't announce who the trade was and you just see like a a certain player celebrating. It's like well, well that takes the fucking drama out of it. Yep. So now they're not allowed to, which makes it. I, I do. That is like one of the good things they did do. I don't know. I actually liked the draft when it was always in New York City. I love that. Yeah, they, I, it's this a spectacle now, Vegas. right? Vegas. It's a spectacle yeah. in Vegas. I've always like, you, that's I, on my bucket list to go to one of these. So maybe next year. I think where it's in is Dallas. It next year? I think it's back in Dallas, but I could be wrong. I have to look at it. Of of all the sporting events in the world, dude, this to me, like, I'm just, I'm not huge into the draft, so this is like, obviously as much as you are, but this, it, it wouldn't even seem like a fun time to me. <laughs> I, I feel like it would, I wouldn't even enjoy it. I, I don't, yeah, I would have to drink an insane amount of beers to have fun at it, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I, as much as I like football in the draft, I don't know if I could. Yeah, I love this. Um, I just love that you can watch. So much film, and there's been guys that I, like, have lived and died by where, like, I said they were going to be awesome, and they are awful. And then I watch film on other guys where uh, it just, the other way around, like, I had Stefan Diggs as, like, a first-round guy. He went in the fourth round, and Stefan Diggs is obviously one of the best wide receivers in football, so. Well, and I'll, think- and I'll, I'll give you, I was going to say, I'll give you credit what credit is due, too, and I don't remember the draft, but I do remember 
whatever year Aaron Donald come out, I remember you and yeah, I were texting back and forth, Shory, and before the draft, you said he's going to be the best player in this draft and it won't be close. Yeah. And Donald ended up going, I mean, I know we still went to like 11, I think, or 12, and, but I do remember you saying that like, there's, he's the best player in this draft and it's not close. It's pretty good. Well, the knock on him. So, I mean, we can, we'll, we'll talk about the best player right now is, you know, to me, it's Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and, and Aiden Hutchinson is only knock right now is that he has short arms. And the biggest knock on Aaron Donald was he was too short and short arms. And then you watched his film and it was like, Oh my gosh, they can't even get a fucking hand on him. He's so quick and so strong. And I was like, every play I watched, it was like, there was just no way they were going to stop him. So I was like, there's just something about this guy. When you watch his film, he's the best guy on the field. And sure enough. And, and Aiden Hutchinson right now is might slip out of the one spot because it's real. Like, the number one reason is his arms aren't long enough. So dumb. I hate I hate how like they like the hand size the hand size of quarterbacks and shit like that. It's so fucking stupid. It's like, can they throw a football or not? I don't know. Like why why does that hand size matter? Yeah. There must be some metrics where they can measure how fast these guys are throwing balls. Like there's gonna be miles per hour, right? So like what's that's the thing, right? Spin rate. Bigger hands, faster spin, ball goes out faster. Well, why can't we just measure the speed of the ball when they're throwing it? Yeah. Uh, going back to the being at the draft, wasn't it in Nashville a couple of years ago? Yeah. That, yeah. that I probably would go to that one because it was yeah. like outside and there's like bars and everything. It's like if I was having a shitty time, like or if like maybe the Bucks pick wasn't coming up anytime soon, I just like. And know. when I say I would like to go to the draft, I just want to go to day one of the draft and then like. Yeah. Like if it's like this year it's in Vegas, I'd like to go to the draft in Vegas for day one. Sit around with my Patriots jersey. People can boo me. And I'll fucking make fun of every Jets fan to walk by and, and every Dolphins fan that's thinks they've won the Super Bowl because they just got Tyreek Hill and, you know, but days two and three, uh, I would like to be at the bars just drinking beers, like you said, and, and watching that way and like find out on Twitter who they get. Right. Like we will be Saturday. Yes. Bingo. Big day Saturday. Big day. Big golf matchup. OJ and I easily. Are the favorites, I think. <laughs> no, I haven't golfed in seven. I've been trying to figure it out all week. It's either five or seven years I haven't golfed. So we'll see. How are you feeling, Vigola? You think you're the one seed? Have you played this year? Pretty fucking no. arrogant over there. And you didn't go down to uh, down to Kiowa this year mm-hmm. either. No, no, Kiowa. You not saying I'm anything a, pretty much makes me want to take a fucking Titleist right to your teeth. What do you want me to say? You were smirking I, like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm fucking, I got this thing locked up already. I am pretty fairly confident me and Keith are in good a good position. That's all I'm saying. Did Tommy Puya really get a hole-in-one? Yes. And Keith oh, has shit, three. Dude. Well, yeah, I know he has fucking three. He talks about it all the goddamn time, dude. But yes, Tommy I, didn't know Tommy, I didn't know Tommy had one. He got one at... That's such yeah. a huh? impressive. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, cool. All right, so what do you want to talk about first? Do you guys want to go into who we think num- number one is going to be? I think I already yeah, started that, so yeah, let's do it. I I think... Well, I, I think it's either... I was just going to say, I think it's either going to be a defensive... It, I know this isn't crazy. It's going to be a defensive lineman or or a tackle. Yeah. And my my whole thing is is I understand that like Hutchinson, maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker on the defensive line is one thing, but you 
they just spend a ton of, well, not spent a ton of money, but you're putting all your eggs in Trevor Lawrence's basket. To me, I think you protect him. I 100% I think you, agree. You get, I, I, and I don't know who the best one is. I love Evan Neal because he's fucking huge. He's Six, an absolute freak. Seven, he can play six, tackle and guard. Um, and by, they're saying that Ikem Aquanu may be the best offensive lineman um, in the draft. But if it was me drafting, I'm putting my eggs in protecting Trevor Lawrence. Um, and so I would go to, I would go tackle if I was them. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to go defense. Um, and I think it's going to be Hutchinson. I, I think all this stuff with Trayvon Walker coming up recently, I think there's – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a smoke screen, but I think it's – Hutchinson's been – seems to be the consensus guy all off season. I don't know why that changes now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Hutchinson too. Like – the Jaguars, the second, the, the next pick would be first uh, pick of the second round. Could they still get a decent tackle then, offensive lineman then? No. Yeah, I mean I they well. they could get a decent one. And, and no, it's going to be uh, all pro. They one. did just sign Cam Robinson to a long term deal, who's their left tackle. So, a con would have to come in, or Evan Neal, or Charles Cross. All three are probably you. You could ask any expert, and it could go in order in any way. They have to be able to play right tackle because Cam Cam Robinson's not moving off right left tackle. Well, and I know well, and Evan Neal played in his career at uh, uh, Auburn Started. played both tackle positions. Both, no, but he played both. Oh, what did I say? Auburn. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I have it right in front of me, Bama. I know we played yeah. for Bama, but he played both tackle spots and guard there, so I I don't think that'll be a problem. I just don't see him. I just don't see him doing. It. I think nope. they're going to take the I best agree. player available in their mind, and that's Hutchinson, and I'm fine with that. I mean, they, I. I don't have a problem with it, but I just I would protect my hopefully franchise quarterback. If it was me, I'm taking Evan Neal. If it's, but I I think that they take Trayvon Walker, and I think that's a I just think that's a big mistake. Like I don't even have him in the top ten players available. So I I just just like Vegas isn't wrong often, and the the fact that they have flipped this bet this far in Trayvon Walker's way is. Pretty much it's, it's a sign. You think you think they'll take Walker? He's by far the betting favorite, by far. I you know what's weird to me too with like with a guy like Walker. Maybe it's all projection. He's got a ton of tools or whatever. But that Georgia defense last year was really really good, mm-hmm. and he he didn't. You would think with as good as they were, mm-hmm. the guy would be able to eat. And he, I think he had like six sacks last year. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's it. At some point, you have a lot of tools, and then you have some guys that are real toolsy, but you, they still produce in college. He didn't really produce last year. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but for a guy that's going to be a projected number one overall pick, and he had like seven or sacks or something like that, I mean, I don't know. And I think he, um, he played 40% of his snaps on the inside. So, like, he's a tweener a little bit, too. So, if if I had to compare him to a player, well, this isn't crazy, but Trey Flowers, that used to be in New England and then went to Detroit, that's who he reminds me of. Trey Flowers had monstrous arms. He could set the edge better than anyone, yep. but he wasn't like a specialist pass rusher. And if you're getting number one overall pick, I want somebody who's a game changer. And Aiden Hutchinson, and I don't, I don't have like the highest grade on him either, but I do think that he is at least safer to be a game changer. And I think, but well, I guess with Walker too, though, there's if you can get a guy that can that you know plays that nose tackle position, a defensive tackle position, interior defensive lineman, whatever. And they can get after the quarterback from the inside. It's fucking huge. And if they think yeah. that Walker's that guy that can do that, then it makes sense. But I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, and really, and then I'm looking at this too. 
you could make the argument that Kayvon Thibodeau has the highest upside of all three of them defensive linemen. But I just don't know how yeah. much a guy no, actually he, wants he to does. play football. He I does. just think that everything he says, everything he does right now, I feel like he's more or less in it for the, like the celebrity aspect of it and like some stuff like off the field. Um, I don't know. I But Thibodeau, you watch his tape and you just watch games he played in Oregon when he played, and the guy is a freaking machine. Yeah. Do you think do you think these teams with a you know one or two pick they they go more of a a safer route than they would be trying to hit a home run like yeah maybe Kayvon Thibodeau could be the the best edge rusher in this yeah draft but don't you feel like Aiden Hutchinson is like yeah. safer yeah I feel like they, they, I feel like definitely. they would probably go safe in this that's just my so guess what I wrote I have like notes on a couple of these guys I said Hutchinson was obviously incredibly productive in college and he's a high floor guy so mm-hmm. and then yeah. I looked at Thibodeau where he was you know, up and down some points, but I, th- I said, he's got the highest upside. And I think, um, if you're trying to build your roster back up, I think you go, you kind of go with guys, you know, are going to produce. And then when you get almost to a point where you think you're ready to co- compete, that's when you take some risk on fucking guys that can like put you over the top, in my opinion. Yeah. But if you're a good team and, and you're there, um, you can definitely take that risk. Yeah. No doubt. It's I weird seeing. I, do you guys think? I was thinking about this today when we were when I was looking at some of this stuff. So it seems like in years past or whatever, it's like quarterback, defensive lineman, offensive tackle, number one. Do you think we'll ever see like re, any anytime soon to see another position go one? My I number one like player on the entire board is. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. Uh, Where is he from? The Jameson Williams. Cincinnati. It's uh <laughs> Oh, Sauce God. Uh, sauce. I kept thinking juice and I'm like, it's not juice, it's not juice. <laughs> sauce guard yeah, thank you, Sauce. Uh he's the my number one player on the board. He's he's the best corner on film. He's the best he's smart when you listen to him talk. He's he's the best overall player, man. And give you me, know what's crazy? I, I know we I know we Cincinnati's in a like a bit of a smaller excuse me, smaller conference. He didn't let up a single touchdown pass in college. Oh. Four Never. Years. He was they always on the a one. Single, that's fucking crazy. He plays zone well. Oh, he no, plays but, man well. He so, he trash talks well. He's confident. He's smart. Like he's actually like book smart. He interviewed. They say better than any person. It's this guy's a home. But runner. with that, with all that being said, though, he's not gonna go number one. That that's I know. I, no, no, no. Like, I think it's it's either Trayvon or or, or to me it's either no, Trayvon or Hutchinson. Javon. Do you think Javon? Trayvon. Trayvon. Yeah, Javon. Do you think that there comes a time where somebody other than a defensive lineman, offensive tackle, or quarterback go one? Because it seems like it's all it ever is now. No, I, I mean, it's going to be a while. It's going to take someone that's like beyond special to do it. It's never going to be a running back. We can mark, we can mark my word on that. Um, I feel like it's never going to be a wide receiver now either. See, I think the other way around. I think wide receivers are on the up. Dude, wide receivers are more important now. It used to be like, hey, if you have a really good wide receiver and he's taking up a big chunk of your salary, it's not worth it. But now look what they're giving up for Tyreek Hill. Look, but look, I, f- look I also feel like for receivers, Adams. you can find like really nasty receivers way late in the draft. And it all depends on who you have as a quarterback. Like, I'm sorry, but you could take a guy that's like a, you know, I, he needs to have yeah. skill, but you could have a guy in the back end of the first round or a second or third round and you put him with Patrick Mahomes and he's going to produce. Yeah. But I, like Philly has two first rounders next year, and if the 
if what's his name, their, their quarterback ends up being the guy they think he is. Uh, what the, the hell's his name from Oklahoma? At Philly. Oh, yeah, he played at Bama too. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm having Jaden, like Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hurts. If Hurts is the guy that we think he is, or I think he is, and they have two first, like two mid first round picks, or one high and one mid, and there's a really good wide receiver, I'm going to get him. So, I mean, I, I think I think there's some opportunities there. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just think of like Cooper Cup was third round, Devontae Adams was second round. I just feel like you can just easily wait and you can get these all pro guys. I I think the quarterback is the biggest thing of what makes these guys all pro. Yeah, I don't know. One million. Definitely. I, I 100 percent agree. I just think that we are seeing a rise in value in, in wide receivers. Listen, if if the Raiders get the number one overall pick one of these years and then <laughs> some true. guy runs a four two and he's a receiver, they're taking him number <laughs> one. So, point. yeah, I could see that happening. Actually, it could be a corner. It could be a running yeah. back. If they're taking him. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Quarterbacks. Quarterback. Oh, yeah, who you got a top quarterback? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't love any of them, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I think they say that you know the consensus top two guys is Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, and I always think it's funny because everybody's like, oh, freaking Malik Willis, you know, the guy played at Liberty. It's like, well, he also like transferred there from uh, from Auburn too, so yeah. it's not like he was played there right from Jump Street, but, um. What I was going to say to you guys, we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on is, um, so I was listening to part of my take this morning, they were interviewing McShay and he said, he goes, if nobody trades up, he goes, I don't think there's a single team in the top 19 picks that's going to take a quarterback. And then they asked him about Carolina and he said, Carolina's not taking a quarterback. He goes, they said, absolutely. They're not taking one. So he's, he's saying that if nobody trades in the top wow. nine into the top 20, they might not be a quarterback taken in the top 20 picks. It's top, the top weakest quarterback class. And there's been some bad quarterback classes. I, I'd obviously, I don't watch as much college football as you guys. Um, but like just like the eye test. And I don't know a lot of the metrics, everything like that, but like to me, Kenny Pickett, he just looks like an NFL quarterback to me, like when he was playing. And I, I don't know. It obviously doesn't always translate to the NFL, but like, to me, he seems like the, the best quarterback to me, but yeah. A guy that I kind of I I like a little bit, and he, I don't think he's a he's not a game breaker. Like I don't think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna like he's not gonna start slinging it around like um, Mahomes or anything like that. But Desmond Ritter kind of is the like I think he's a really really good game manager. He reminds me in a sense a little bit of Alex Smith. Like I feel like he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He's a little more athletic than Smith is, but um, I think he's somebody that depending on where he goes could possibly jump in right off and start um, and win some games if he's got, uh, you know, if there's a fairly good de- defense behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I don't, I, I'm glad that my, my team doesn't need a quarterback because this would be a fucking awful year. Oh one. yeah. And, and I don't think I'm the only one going to say this because I've heard a lot of experts say it. If Mac Jones is in this draft, he is the clear cut favorite quarterback going into this draft. I mean, Malik Willis, is nowhere if, if near jo- him. Do you think if if Jones was in this quarterback in, in this class, is he going to overall to Detroit? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, they would beg to get like they would give up 
they're first this year, number two, and the first next year, or they give up first this year and their thirty-second pick easily to get. Well, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have to give anything up. No, I'm just saying, like right now, if you ask them if they would give oh, up oh, oh, a trade right now, for right now, and number thirty-two yeah. for Mac Jones, they would be like, oh, ecstatic. Yeah, I just it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And you know the thing is is like we I you know I we say this and somebody's will trade up to like the ninth ninth overall pick and take a freaking quarterback. So Yeah. And I, you know and we'll get to it later but this is kind of why I like where the Patriots are at a little bit at 21 because if nobody none of these quarterbacks are taken until, you know, the late teens or even if none of them are taken I think the Pats are in a good spot to add more draft capital than maybe they are. Um, well, I'm trying to think how I want to word that. They may be able to add dra- add more draft picks because the team's willing to jump up to get a quarterback. And even if they just move back, you know, uh, six or seven spots and pick up an extra extra second or a third or something like that. Um, I don't know, but I yeah. like where they're at with, at 21 for that reason. Me too. I'm I'm comfortable with that 21. Um, two teams that have top ten picks. They're both uh, New York teams. Yeah. Do, do you? We, I don't know. We can get into. I mean, we're gonna get into their picks anyway when we do the draft, and we can like talk about them then. But I think. Uh, do you guys have faith that either one are gonna make good picks? <laughs> I mean, they both need major help. So it's oh, like yeah. it's huge that they both have these picks. But I'm sure they'll find some way to fuck it up. I think yeah, it's, it's clear the Giants have. Danny Dimes, and they just have no idea if he's a quarterback or not. Like if he's an NFL quarterback. So I mean, I don't, but I don't I, think they take quarterback. I think they no. give him one more chance, and then next year they'll like if if they give him one more chance, they're gonna stink probably, and they'll have they'll know they'll have a top pick next year. Yeah, and I think that's and I, that's what I think you look at with some of these teams, like the Giants, uh, being the gr- a perfect example for it is, I think they just take best players available, at five and seven, because. If they suck this year, which they very well could, by all accounts, next year's quarterback class is a hell of a lot stronger than it is this year from what I've – this is just what yeah. I've read and shit. Yeah, it is. So I think they look at it like we'll we'll get foundation pieces now, and if we suck, big deal, we'll get our guy next year. So yeah. um, I have more faith in the Giants making right decisions than I do the fucking Jets. Yeah. Do you, do you think the Jets, after – I mean, it's one year, I think Zach Wilson's the real deal? He had a really bad year. No, I don't think he's like. A, I don't think he's like a, ever going to be a top. Right. He might be a good fantasy quarterback, kind of like Jameis, but I don't think he's ever like a a top fifteen quarterback in the league. Not a franchise changing quarterback. No, I just see too many mistakes, like obvious mistakes that I'm like, holy fuck, why did you read that? Why did you do that? Like I can see it once you in know, a while, but every, like I mean, it's consistent. I'd like to see him. I mean, if you look, actually, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to see the Jets make any right decisions because I just, I enjoy them floundering. But, you know, Wilson was sacked the third most in the NFL last year, I think. You'd think they'd try to shore up their offensive line, but I don't think they're going to. They'll take, they'll go something, they'll go crazy off the board and take some, they'll take a corner or they'll take uh, a defensive lineman or something. And it's just yeah. going to be make no fucking sense at all. But you have a franchise quarterback and you just let him get his head beat in. Every Sunday. Yeah, I have no faith in the Jets. No. And I love I love watching them crumble because it's just just awesome. But they'll he only play like in... Jordan Davis or something, and he's a two-down guy. And I love Jordan Davis, um, but he's like a two-down down, down, ta- down tackle. So 
Wilson only played 13 games too and was still that high in sacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Not good. He has the arm talent. There's no doubt about that. It's just between the years and and maybe he figures it out. Um, I know other people are higher armed than than I was anyway going into it. And then the fact that uh, I watched his first couple games, he stunk. But he, he got better in the second half from what I've read. So do you guys like what you guys like what the Chiefs did in getting rid of Tyreek? No, I mean, like I it. understand they I think I they had to. I, I think he's he's got a little bit of uh, Kyrie in him, maybe maybe a little Antonio um, Brown in him. Yes, <laughs> like a little drama, a little. Uh, he could probably go up a team faster than than uh, he can help a team, too. And it's going to be interesting to see how things go this year with him in Miami with Tua thrown to him and not yeah. Mahomes. Tua That's throws ninety. Difference. I I don't know the, the actual stats, but I feel like he throws ninety percent to his left, and seventy uh, percent of those throws are less than five yards. So yeah. maybe that was just the weapons he had, but I feel like he had pretty decent weapons too. But uh, we'll see what Tua can do. He's got all the weapons. Uh, he has all the opportunity. Uh, like yeah, for the, I was gonna say for the Chiefs, like having their hands cuffed, like like basically Tyreek probably forced in a trade there, like. They set themselves up pretty well for this draft, though. I feel like. Oh no doubt. I, I yeah, cause they, they have a lot. They can move around. I mean, they got two first round picks. I mean, if they, <clears> if there's a guy they want, they really like, they can pack those if, two picks and probably move up. And which I yeah. think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna move up. They're and I don't know if it's gonna be for a corner, a defensive player, or if it's gonna be for a wide out that they they fall in love with and just kind of like stick them into that Tyree Kill slot and let them and yeah. let Mahomes eat. I think if a guy like a lot, Jameson I mean, Williams falls, they are all about it if he falls in the late teens. Because yeah. I know with Williams, too, I mean, he's going to miss some time, right? Because he tore that totally ACL in the, yeah. in the national championship game. So um, it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy that skilled him, he was he was the best player. He seemed like the best player on the field in that national title game last year before he got hurt. So He was. Yeah. I, I, and I, I think I have him. I had um, at my overall, I think I had – Williams at number three. So I had Sauce um, at one and him at three. So. Yep. We'll see. Do you guys want to get in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want me to do the uh, numbers and we'll uh, see where we pick? Yeah, sure. Okay. I like been playing with these and rolled them up so tight that I can barely even open them. <laughs> I'm like I'm getting so excited over here. Let's see. So Let's go we're, first. We're going to do this draft as like we're drafting for the team. Yes. Just so not what you think. Um, yeah, more of like think. what the team yeah. would do. Yeah. Uh, Fergola, you are number two. Kev, okay. you are. Number one. That means I'm three. And how are we going to do it? Are you going to go, uh, are we keeping the same order? One, two, three, one, two, three? Or yep. is it like one, That's two, three, yeah. three, two, so one? Okay. You'll do one, uh, go right. with two, three, and then you'll do four, go okay. with five, me, me six. So with good, the number one pick uh, of the BDB mock draft, um, let's see it. Kev's on the clock. Jackson. Yeah, 
I think the Jaguars, I, I mean, we basically have already said this already. I think that like Hutchinson is the safest play for them to go here. And I think he's going to be a really good NFL player. I don't know if he'll be the best player in this draft, but I think he's going to be a really good player. So I'm, I'm, I'm banking on the Jaguars taking Hutchinson. Same. I put money on Hutchinson, but uh, everything says Trayvon. So, but I 100% agree. Give me Hutchinson. Uh, number two, Detroit. Um, I'm going with a, who I think could be the best pass rusher in this class, and that's Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep, definitely dynamic, but um, was hurt. He's definitely still learning the game. Um, but coming into the year, he was projected the number one player. So yeah. the talent's obviously through the roof. I had him as the second highest ceiling. I uh, When the next guy gets drafted, I'll tell you who I think has the highest ceiling of all the pass rushers. I wonder how common it is for two edge rushers to go one-two. Oh, I bet that hasn't happened often. I think it's going to uh, – well, I'll tell you guys in a second when, I, when we get to number three. But I. Uh... Uh, Houston on the clock, they could go anyway. They have no quarterback that is a franchise quarterback. They have no running back. Lorenzi Tunsil, whatever his freaking gas mask boy name is, um, he's a extreme high amount of money. They could cut him, and I think they will. Um, that for that reason, I just think um, they can go anywhere, and I'm I, I go best player on the board. That's uh, Sauce Gardner. Sauce. I think yeah, and I think that's what they'll do too. Because I mean, with the wide receivers now, I think they'll go. Um, the only way to do it is counter them with with great corners. All right, so the fourth pick, we got the Jets. I mean. We've talked about it. The Jets are just a train wreck. Uh, I feel like they could go a lot of different directions with this one, but I think they'll probably go. I'm thinking there might go defense in this. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback. They got a need there, and uh, yeah, best available. When he's on the field, he's arguably the best player in the draft. Um, he just doesn't stay on the field. Which is so, such a dread Jets pick. You know he's gonna get hurt like first game. Like yeah. who's the? Uh, they have a left tackle right now that is Beckham from uh, Louisville. Oh yeah, Mackay. Mackay Beckham. Fucking Becton. incredible and plays two games a year. Yeah. But he's like six foot eight, three seventy, and just moves people with ease. Yeah. He's a monster. Doesn't help. Uh, well. At five, I'm going to have the Giants selecting another monster. Uh, well, a monster, and that's Evan Neal. I think he's I think he's the best line, offensive lineman in the class. He's versatile. He's a mammoth of a human being. And I think the Giants, at this point, again, like we said before, I think they just go best player available, and then they'll worry about the quarterback next year. So I think it's, I think, uh, it's Evan Neal for him. It's foundation foundation piece on the offensive line. Uh, well, then I think it's going to be back-to-back tackles here. I think uh, Carolina is – they even really don't have a quarterback. I think the smartest thing is to take the next best player or my best player, and that's a Conwu. So, um, well, I don't know how to say his name. Quanu or – Sounds good to me, man. Yep, that looks good to me too. Uh, names is never my forte. So, um, But I, I have him as the number one tackle um, just because he's a primary left tackle. But I think – Neil and him is like literally a coin toss. Like I have him, I have a common as the number two player in my draft, and Neil is the number four player in my draft. So I, you were literally nitpicking if you had one. All right, Giants. Man, like two picks and 
two two out of the three picks is massive for them. I'm sure they'll find a way to mess it up. Yeah. Um, I think I think what Shuri's talked about about Trayvon Walker, just like the betting favorite to be one. I don't know if that is more because Jacksonville loves him more than these other teams, but I think uh, I don't even know if this is falling because he's not really ranked as high as guys. But I'm saying Giants go with Trayvon Walker at seven. Good pick. I think if the if the Giants walked out of this draft with Neil and Trayvon Walker in the first round, they'd be ecstatic. Yeah. Um. All right, number eight, Atlanta. Uh, we talked about this briefly before we hit, uh, you know, hit record and how bad their receiving core is. Um, so I'm gonna go with the receiver. I think Jamison Williams the best receiver in the class, but I don't think that's who they go with. I think they're gonna go with a big physical guy, and they're gonna take Drake London from USC. I think they they you know they, they had the yeah. I mean they they was like. I'm not saying he's Julio, but you have a, like a similar body type, big physical guy, yep. go up and make plays. Obviously, he's not Julio Jones. But, yep, I think you're going to have um, a hard time. I think that's a great call because if you have Calvin Ridley come back and he stays, um, and then you have Pitts and Drake London, you actually have some weapons there. And yeah. you're not going to just put your biggest guy on Pitts, a corner on Pitts, your biggest guy, because you need to have Drake London with a small guy on him. So I think that is – I think I like that call. And I don't. I have Drake London probably like my fifth best wide receiver. But they're all, like I said, they're all. That's a close. Wicked, really, really deep wide yeah. receiver class, too. Yeah. Really deep. And if the Falcons like a... go receiver in this first round pick, he instantly becomes their number one wide receiver on the team because it's such trash. Unless Cord- Cordell oh, yeah. Patterson's there. <laughs> Cordell Patterson does it all, but not. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Uh, we got Seattle on the clock could go a bunch of different ways. I think they got, uh, who's the idiot they got from Denver? Uh, why my brain is just not working today. Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke, Drew who's Locke. like an uh, interception waiting to happen. Mm. He stinks. And I think this is sometimes awesome um, opportunity to take a quarterback because you're like, hey, look, we have Drew Locke you can learn behind. And then Drew Locke goes out there and throws three interceptions a game. And you're like, all right, now it's our time and our savior to go. And I'm going to go quarterback. And... Hmm. Malik Willis. I almost went Kenny Pickett, but I went Malik Willis on this. Um, I just went, I think, high, uh, you know, upsides. He's number one. Yeah. Oh. I, I did not see Malik Willis play one game this year. Oh, talent-wise, he's he's got it. But uh, obviously he's raw. And he's a really good runner. Dual threat. That yeah. seems to be all the craze these days yeah, in the NFL. Does. So I somehow we're doing this, and I somehow get to fucking draft for the Jets twice in the first round. <laughs> Top ten picks you get. Are you Jets kidding twice? me? <laughs> what kind of goddamn twice? punishment is this, dude? Right. Is this because Duke lost? Is this why? Oh man. I get the freaking Jets twice. I don't know what the Jets are gonna do, dude. Does any? Do the Jets even know what they're gonna do tomorrow? Oh no. No. They no. don't know. I think. All right. I think the Jets will take the best receiver in the class. I think they go on Jamison Williams. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. I actually had oh, my own when I built this up myself. That's who I had them. I had them taking him at ten. I would um, brilliant. I think that's a great pick. Like I, I would be upset if they took him, uh, but I feel like they'll fuck it up and they'll take like uh, they'll wait till like the second round. Olave. I like Olavi too, but uh, no, but not I mean, nearly like, on the think... same level as Will. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. You're right. I like Olavi too, but hey, Williams is a game changer. 
All right. So 11 Washington, obviously I think their biggest issue last year was they didn't have a quarterback. I don't really love Carson Wentz, but I still think that team's better than probably the 11th, uh, you know, having the 11th pick in the draft. I'm going to go with them adding more depth to that defense. And I'm going to go with, I think he's a consensus. Like most people say he's a top 10 player. It's probably going to slide a little bit because of his position, but that's Kyle Hamilton. Notre Dame. I'm obviously biased, but I think he's a freak. Oh, I have him. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton. Much higher than I, they have. Going into the draft, I think, you know, going into this past season, I mean, there's a lot of people said he was a, he was a top five pick. And I think that the issue with Hamilton, if he, if he, he just plays safety and it's just like a weird position, a lot of teams, but I think Kyle Hampton is one of the best players in this draft. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Washington helping out on that defense and taking. We taking talked him. about it the number one pick. You want to get a game changer and he is a game changer. He is a ball hawk. Uh, he hits, he's big for safety. It's hard. He's obviously didn't, he didn't, Test well at combine, especially Notre Dame combine. He he ran like a four eight, but when you watch him, he's just he's incredible in the field. He plays sideline to sideline. He plays faster than when he ran in a straight line, which to me is almost irrelevant. If you want to know what this kid does sideline to sideline, go watch the game film from when they played Florida State at the beginning of the year. I, he has I an interception. Say- he's on the he's on the far hash and goes the entire way across the field. Picks up it's. Most safeties don't make that play. I will always remind people that Mac Jones ran a faster 40 than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's it's one of the most Who relevant did? things. Who did? Mac Jones ran a faster 40. That blows my mind. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got the Minnesota Vikings, um, and it's uh, about being tough for them. And Tyler Lindenbaum, he's a center out of Iowa. He is... Probably the best center I've seen on film. Um, another guy that gets a knock for having short arms, but when he gets his hands on you, he buries you. He is awesome. Uh, he, he, when, when he gets drafted on Thursday night and McShay and Kuiper are up there and they put on film, you will hear them both say, he is arguably the best tape on this on the whole thing. He just died. I had a note, I had was a note it? on him, Shorey. Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa. Yep. I had a note on him, Shory, saying he may be the best offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah. But he's not going to go as high as some of them guys because he plays center. Yeah. He's a fucking machine, though. But he is. He will be a tone setter. And uh, if you get him, he's start right away. And and McShay even said he's probably top 10 center walking into the NFL. Yeah. And I, I watched him. And I like when I read like when I listened to it. And then I went and watched him. I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't lose. He just dumped. Like, he moves everybody. Yeah, like I said, I think the biggest knock on him is he's not – he can't move. He's got to play center. He's not versatile enough, yes. I guess, what people say to play guard or tackle. So I think that's the biggest knock on him. Um, but, he's yeah, he's a monster. Yep. So Texans at 13. What day trade to get this pick from Cleveland? You guys know? Uh, yeah, Watson. Oh, Watson. Sean Watson trade? Okay. They must have got a bunch for that one. Um, obviously, we've talked about it before. Houston, they need a ton of everything. I think they just go best on the board in this one. Charles Cross, tackle, yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah. yeah, I think they'd be thrilled to get a guy that's, you know, potential. I mean, you could see him probably go as high as five or six. Uh, if he drops down to 13, I think they'd be thrilled with it. Yep. 
I, I mean, he um, was he had really good film too. He played in the SEC. I always feel like the SEC is the most dominant conference, and when you can get a left tackle that's dominant in the SEC, it usually translates to the NFL. Yeah. Baltimore here. I feel like Baltimore is a. This is another team that I think isn't as far away as their draft position makes it out to be. They were riddled with injuries last year. Um, one thing I think they hit on very well most times, and that's interior linemen. And I just, I just think that Jordan Davis in the, on that, in that front with uh, Campbell is Calais Campbell still there? Yeah, he signed. He resigned with him, I believe. I just think it's. I know, like you said, he's only a two-down guy. No, he's the most being a dominant run-down tackle. And I just, he's a, he's a Baltimore Raven. Like you just see him playing in the trenches in Baltimore. So I think it, uh, Davis is a is a perfect pick for for, for the Ravens. He's a mo- like probably my most fun guy I've seen in the past couple of years on it. Like watching him play college and watching a guy walk out of a tunnel. It's like he was three eighty. So big, six foot six. It doesn't make sense. Three eighty. He dropped forty pounds for the combine to get down to three forty to to move well, and he does move well. Um, and I think playing at three forty will be even better um, than three eighty. But he was a mammoth of a human being. Yeah. He's he, he's just like like a meme, like a walking meme, basically, because like he yeah. just towers over everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a mean football player too. When he gets his hands on you, you're you're just not going to get out of it. Uh, I I love George. If he went to the Pats, I would you know I don't think that's a need for them, but just the fact that I think if the Pats got him, I would be I'd be happy because I would feel very confident about freeing up space for our linebackers and being very good on first and second down run stop. Yeah. Where is he? Number 20. Okay. Ooh, I got the Eagles first pick for the Eagles. Um, they got two picks coming up. Um, I think, I think the first thing they do is uh, address wide receiver. I think they add another one. Um, I just think the enough weapons you can have, is always better. Give me Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Weapons, weapons, weapons. I think the more weapons you put around him, you just get the ball out to those guys and let them do the work. That's what Hurts is really good at. He's not like a a superstar game manager, but if you just – oh, no, he is a superstar game manager. He's not a superstar talent. Um, and I think if you just get weapons around him, he can manage those and just get him like quick passes to the Wilson, quick passes to Smith from last year. Um that they have the the tight end that's pretty good. Oh, Jesus Christ, my brain is not working. Um, but I, th- I think they have tons of weapons around them. Do you think two years ago, if they drafted Justin Jefferson instead of Jalen Rager, they'd be making that pick there? <laughs> Probably not. The videos of the of the war rooms when they like the, of the Vikings with like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my so god, anyone who knows me, like I talk a lot with my with my buddy Crackle, who's the the biggest Eagles fan I know. Um, Jeff Peltier, we talked draft a lot too, and in text, I I was so high on Rieger. Really? I was, oh, I had Rieger so high. I had him the number one guy in that draft. He was awesome at it. Number one guy or a number one wide, wide out? Number one wide out. I was so high on him. It's so it's I'm, it's made it pretty easy for comparisons when they go you know back to back picks, and it's just like how yeah. No, they, they are. They uh, and not only that, the Eagles fans just—they're so like we said, they're the biggest scumbags, and they fucking hate him. I always—I—I've been saying, give me Nick, you, we'll give you Nikhil Harry, you give us Rager, um, but obviously it's hypothetical. <laughs> All right, we got 16th pick here, the Saints. Kev, you're I gonna think, have the Saints twice. I see that. Yeah, I know that. Yep, 
and I think I got a plan for them, dude. And I think this is a plan, a good one. So they still have uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, the quarterback, but I think they go and they draft Kenny Pickett in this one. I think they bring him in. He can sit there for an entire year and learn from the best in the business, Jameis Winston, dude, and just watch what he does on a daily basis. It just, <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> go on, you guys. I was thinking about no, that. I was just kind of like, I, I know you were. I know you were. I mean, he's got two guys, Dalton and Freddie Winston. <laughs> I still from. think they bring a quarterback in here, uh, and I think it's Pickett. <laughs> God, I, I like that. I can see you guys studying. Like, yeah, I was like, looking at my name. Like, what the fuck? Jameis? Yeah, no, that's, oh, uh, that's a safe pick for sure. I mean, they had to, like, they gave up a lot to get this pick. They got to be, they got to be getting quarterback. But do remember, like, um, Three or four years ago, they traded up, and everyone was like, oh, the Saints just traded up. They're taking Lamar Jackson. And then they took some scrub defensive end who can't even get on the field in the first round. Yeah. Uh, and Lamar slipped to the Ravens at 32. Shit. Oh, is it me? It's you. you. Oh, I'm with the, the Chargers at 17. Ah, oh, shit. I don't know where I want to go with this. I think I'm going to go – I'd probably either go wide out or – corner here and i'm gonna go with what i think maybe as of right now the consensus third best corner in the draft and that's trent mcduffie from washington i know that uh is it elam from florida is starting to move up some uh draft boards you but, should uh i'm gonna and go I'm with uh I i'm gonna go with mcduffie here to uh the chargers at uh 17 yep so mcduffie and i'll i'll, I'll just give you guys a quick run because i have i do think the pats are in uh, play for a cornerback in their pick. So I've obviously watched them film on a lot of these corners. McDuffie's different. He plays off ball about 15 yards back on every snap. It's really weird. Um, he's he's exceptional at reading plays in and pattern mat pattern mat pattern matching. Um, but he's not a jam corner. He's got to have a lot of work left to do to that. So. Um, the talents there, they just didn't ask him to, to jam. So he, he and, seems small too, five eleven. Yeah, know. but he plays. He he made plays in the backfield. As weird as that is, fifteen yards back. But he did make plays in the backfield. Um, there's other corners that I like more than him, but um, a lot of people are, have the consensus. And Washington's been pretty good at getting at DBs. They've been a yep. uh, little factory lately. So um, number eighteen, I got the Eagles again. So. Um, this is our first pick. I think I'm going to go out of the uh, out of the ordinary here. Um, hmm. I like it. Yep. It's going to be a safety corner. Um, I think this guy is way better than what his rank is. Um, so, um, Crackle, if you're listening to me, I like this guy a lot. His name's Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Uh, he plays a little bit more of the slot, and he can uh, also play some safety. But overall, he's one of the most talented guys. He just is hard-nosed. He's physical. Um, a lot of times he, he made plays on screen passes, and he just would blow it up. He's not a guy that's just going to um, dance around after making tackles. He's just like hard-nosed, good football player, and he's starting to rise up draft boards a couple days before the draft. Um, and I went back and watched him, and I love Daxton Hill. If the Pats got Daxton Hill, which I think they could because they love Michigan guys, I, I'm – Super ecstatic about that. Saints are on the board. We're on the board. The Saints, dude. Um, 
I feel like when you think of the Saints, you always just think offense. I feel like they've always had such a great offense. I think they go pick it, you know, with their first pick, and I think they're going to try to go for a receiver of that. And I, to me, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this guy is the best receiver in the class. I know there's some other guys that whose names are like ranked higher than him, but Chris Olave, Olave, how do you say his name? Whatever. Olave. He had some flashes at Ohio State where he just seemed flat out like unstoppable. Yeah. I, I, I like Olave a lot, man. He's like one of those guys that he just will run like a seam and he just outruns guys. It's 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 that easy. He he just they run that spread offense and he gets to a seam and the corner knows where he's going and the ball just ends up in the air and he just goes under it and gets it. Yep. Um, well, since you guys have taken the two quarterbacks, Pickett and um, Malik Willis, I was going to go with Pickett here. Mm-hmm. With Pittsburgh, because I think they need a quarterback. He, you know, went to college at Pitt, but um, I, but I'm gonna go with it. I think this is like a typical Pittsburgh Steelers pick, and I'm gonna take them taking a, a linebacker that's a kind of an athletic freak, and I'm Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Um, I'd like to. I, I don't know. I it was either him or I was gonna go with a. So I had Dean going to the Pats, the next pick. Well, um, so I, 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 yeah. hold on, hold on. Honest to God, Troy, and the one I made myself, I had Dean going to the Pats. And I want that. I wouldn't mind that happening, but I just – he seems like a guy that Pittsburgh would take. He, to me, is the fifth best player in the entire draft. He literally ran the show at Georgia. Um, if you asked any player who the best defensive player was on that team, they would all say Nicobe Dean. He was the emotional leader, physical leader. He's sideline to sideline brilliant. He covers well. He gets after quarterbacks even. He's Nicobe Dean, man. So you guys both had the Pats with getting him at 21. Do you think the Pats would possibly trade up to get him? Nope. I think if there's any possibility, I think they trade back in this draft. Yeah. I didn't know if you thought, like, I, you know, Bill loved him that much that they would trade up to get so- him. Let's just dive in, if you guys don't mind. I'd like to dive in a little bit on, like, Shory, in your opinion, on, on what you'd like to see them do here. I mean, for me, I think it was pretty obvious in the playoffs last year against Buffalo. Their defense, especially on the second level, is slow as fuck. Yeah, I, um, defense I, is so slow. Their linebackers are super slow. They So I, I, I had them definitely taking linebacker. Um, I just thought there was like no question about it. I think wide receivers, I think it's out of the question unless Jamison Williams falls. Um, but I don't think they go wide receiver. Um, they might go linebacker, but I think they've, they re-signed Bentley. They have Raycon something from, he tore his ACL. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Raycon McMillan. McMillan, who was playing great in preseason. He tore his ACL. He's under contract. They just traded for Mac Wilson from, they gave up uh, Winovich for Mac Wilson. So that's another linebacker. So I think linebackers deeper than we actually know it is. And they could still sign a linebacker here and there. So to me, their biggest need going into it, the more I think about it is cornerback. I agree. Cause I think they're weak, but every, I, I literally wrote down like I, what I think I'd like to see them get, more speed in the linebacker position or draft a corner. Yeah. And, but I'm like, they'll take a guard that I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I see. But, I don't think I don't they know. take guard. They never take guard in the first couple rounds. Uh, well, I, it was they're just more so, or less making a joke about it. Yeah, I no, don't. I know what you mean. So when, but they are so, I watch, I've, I've heard a lot of the, uh, Zion, uh, Oh, what the hell is his last name? Johnson. Johnson maybe. From BC. Yeah, yeah. 
okay, Zion Johnson going, but it, they just don't take guards in the second round. They're so good at drafting late um, in, in interior offensive linemen. Um, so that's where I think they'll target that. I do think it's a need, but I think they'll target it late. Um, the cornerback is by far their biggest need, in my opinion. Devin Lloyd, I would be very happy with if they got here. Um, but Devin, they never have drafted anyone out of Utah, and that's just weird to me. Yeah. Um, and they never drafted anyone out of Clemson, and that's just like a, I think that's Bill just being like a stubborn asshole and never wants to draft anyone out of some schools that he doesn't like for some reason. Well, and I was going to say, and that's another guy too, like whether like him or not, but I feel like Booth Jr. is a guy that's going to be in that spot that's going to be available around 21. Yeah. Um, that, you know, would be maybe, maybe tempting for him, but um, for the, all intents and purposes and for this, for this situation, who do you have him taken now? Uh, wait, wait. I think that I'm glad that you guys have this pick because if I had this pick in this draft we're doing, I would have just picked, I would have picked someone that was fucking stupid because I hate the pictures. <laughs> I would have yeah. given him like Jack Cohn or something from Notre Dame, dude. And that's what I would have gone for. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm between Jermaine Johnson and defensive end. Um, just yep. because I think that that is probably one of the best players and game changers on this. Um, the the guy I have with the most upside is Ojabi out of Michigan. Uh, he's only been playing football for four years. Um, he is unbelievable. I think he was better on tape than Aiden Hutchinson. He just tore his Achilles. Um, and he is so raw. And like that, that's they're, like they're saying it's a knock. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome that he's yeah. only played for four years and he's that good. Um, yeah. So I'm between Ojabi and Kier Elam, and I just think that corner is probably their biggest need, and I think that he is probably one of the best cover corners, like man, locked down. And and when I watched him at Florida, because I watched probably every game, he literally is locked down. He got hurt a little bit, but um, since he's been a freshman, he's been on the number one wide receiver every game with no safety help. Um, and that says something in the SEC. Is there any bias there? You think for you? Uh, I. <sighs> I honestly just think he's the best corner left. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously Sauce and I think uh, the kid out of uh, LSU are better, but I have him as the third. Third best cover. He's not the most physical, but he's the best cover. So if it came down to the Pats taking Elam or trading back, you think they trade back? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that you could get like a booth or somebody like that if you trade back like six or seven picks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think there's a big difference between Elam and booth. So, um, but I do at this point think that Elam is better. And I do think that it, um, corner is the biggest need. So I got a Gator. You got a Gator. I got a Gator. And and they've, they've taken him before. They don't, they do like like Gators too. He loves U of F. All right. Uh, Packers got this pick because of the Devontae Adams trade, I believe. Uh, so I think they're going to fill this right back up with wide receiver. I don't think they signed Aaron Rodgers just so he can throw to friggin' Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins. I just don't see that. That seems silly to me. Um, I think that they go with uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas here. He just seems like a dual threat guy where he's like a big dude, but he also can like just stretch the field. Uh, and I think by stretching the field, that's like where Rogers is the best. So, yeah, I like Burks a lot. Big physical, um, never had a really good quarterback, so you don't know exactly how great he can be. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona here. I'm going to go offensive line, and I'm going to go with Zion Johnson from BC. I think they need some help protecting Kyler. Um, and uh, so I'm going to go with, you know, it's either, you know, I say on some of the big boards, it's either him that I have left or that Bernard Rahman from Central Michigan is the best lineman. But I'm going to go with Johnson from BC. Good pick. Um, I have the everybody's favorite. Everybody's Ooh. favorite. Oh my god. The Dallas Cowboys. And I think that this is just fate that this guy fell to him. I think he's a really good player. Um and they've actually been pretty decent on drafting lately, as much as I hate this freaking franchise. But uh Jermaine Johnson, um, out of Florida State, defensive end. Um, he's got some special abilities, man, and uh, I think that him playing on the edge is uh, going to be a nightmare for some teams. Who is it, Jermaine Johnson? Yeah, out of Florida State. Yep. We're getting in some, some uh, right now, starting from 25, we're getting in some really good teams here. Um, so these teams are like playoff ready, championship caliber ready, in my opinion. And uh, getting guys to fill starter roles will be huge for them. So we get the bills. I feel like the bills, they've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And I feel like last year was the first year, like where we're just like, this team is like absolutely legit. Like they should be winning super bowls. So I think at this point, it's just like basically filling in like a tiny little puzzle Mm -hmm. piece for them. That's all it is. I don't think they have a ton of needs. Uh, Just looking at it's basically saying receiver, like interior defender. I'll go Devontae Wyatt, Georgia. Uh, interior defender. Awesome I just player. don't think they need much help on offense. I don't. I. I think Josh Allen makes it work with whoever he has. Yeah. Um. Somebody that Tennessee. I think that the, hold on. Someone that I think no, that ten, that um the Bills would love to get is a name that's probably not as high on most lists. Is a guy named Roger McCrary. He's a cornerback out of Auburn. He is. His tape to me is phenomenal he plays slot corner so like i think they have good cornerbacks in buffalo and he's only a slot guy which is weird um that they asked him to do it but he is so physical i've never seen a corner like ever have seen a cornerback so physical and like in your face man to man on every play as roger mccreary i think that he would fit buffalo's mentality of punch you in the face defense um and just the physicality in the box and move him in there um especially with the two cornerbacks on the outside that are great he would be a perfect fit for them. Go ahead, Gola. Yeah, I'll go with you. Uh, Tennessee, I think um, I, this is like I've read some stuff. This may be a sneaky spot for a quarterback to be taking because you have talking about Ryan Tannehill, and I'm not really sure exactly what where they're at with him. But I, I, I think they just they're still in a win now mode. So. Um, he's still on the board in this draft for us, and I'm gonna go with him, and that's Devin Lloyd. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Um, he's just too far down. I mean, he's you know mm-hmm. too far down. To Has be- Julio signed anywhere? I don't know. Interesting. Look it up. I feel like I think, he, I I think feel wide like receiver is a good but- spot um, for Tennessee to go to, but um, another one to think about is that his son plays for BC, so Zion Johnson, if he slips. Um, I wonder if he would, you know, pick up because his son's a tackle at BC and Zion Johnson was guard. Um, Frable's son, sorry. 
Mike Vrabel's son was a tackle at BC, where Zion Johnson was a guard. And I wonder if there's like, you know, I've seen this kid so much because of my son that he takes him and he likes him. Especially if he like knows he's a good kid and like a great role model. Yeah. He is still a free agent. Interesting. So like that's that's a he'll be one of those guys that'll go after the draft. So like if a team doesn't get a wide receiver that they want, um, especially like the Pats, like they still need a wide receiver in my opinion. Um I just don't think they want to use a first on him. That would be a good spot. I have oh I have Tampa Bay with Tom. How can we help my buddy Tom out? Tom um, Brady. I, yeah. Um, I really have corner. not thought about this. What's that? They need corners. Their their corners were not very good last year. Their corners weren't good, and then um the the was it Ali Herbert or Harbert whatever he retired right their their right guard. Um, and I'll I'll take the next best guard that's Kenyon Green out of Texas A and M. Um, I know he's not a fancy pick, um, but if you keep Tom healthy and you keep him up on his feet, you know he just can eat every defense apart. Um, so I, I know people would probably prefer that they go get a fancy guy, but it, Tom takes a while to get repetition with. If you're not on the same page and like doing the same exact step as what he wants, he's not going to fucking throw you the ball. Um, so that's why I think that guard is probably a little bit safer um, for his last last year in, in Tampa. Well, supposedly his last year in Tampa. I hope he has more years. Love to see it. I just don't know if he'll be in Tampa, but that's um, true. That's true. I do think. Yeah. No, I, I I think I think he likes it there. I don't believe them, all the reports. I feel like this happened to me a lot. This uh, this little mock draft <laughs> yeah, of ours, where I, I get the same team multiple <laughs> times. But here we are again. I'm back on the Packers. I really want to do another receiver because I just feel like making Rogers happy is like huge. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with an offensive lineman here, um, and just best available: Bernhard Raymond, Central Michigan. Let's go, Bernhard. Let's do it. Big dude, yeah. Big dude, one thing I was like reading up on his profile, and uh, he was a wrestler. Um, he let her in high school. He wrestled, so I would assume the guy's balance is otherworldly. Um, I always said that one thing about when we played in high school football, and sure you can contest to this. Um, the center that we had uh, my senior year, and then sure you had him. Dave Smith had some of the best balance of anybody I've ever seen yeah, in my entire life, and he was like six foot three, two hundred and ninety pounds. And you, nobody can move him. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, this also says that two years ago he was a tight end, and then he just bulked up, put on weight, and now he's one I was actually mistaken him with Falafia, Falafalala, or whatever, from um, from Minnesota. But, yeah, no, six foot six, 300, and a good athlete. Freeman is. All right, so we got me here, first Kansas City pick. Yep, and I'm right after you with Kansas City. So – Kansas City, obviously, as we know, they're a contender every year. Um, they lost out on a wide receiver, but I think I'm going to go defensively here. Um, and, again, just based on our board and what we've drafted, this guy is would have dropped a lot. That's George Kalaftis, defensive end for Purdue. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like, a, you know, I say if they got him there. 20 guy. 
Mm-hmm. If yeah, they get him there, I mean that's a fucking steal. Mm-hmm. But um, more than likely he's not dropping that far. But he is in our in our dumb brains. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I'm gonna take wide receiver because I think they definitely need one, and I think this guy could fit. Um, with Juju being a little bit bigger, I know he plays a lot of slot too in, in in Pittsburgh, but I think they he's not like a slot guy for them because they like speed there. Um, they like the motion guys in the backfield, and they can like fake handoff for him or run screens with them. And uh, this guy, to me, is um, I think he's up there within like probably the top four wide receivers. I don't think he's on any other list, but Johan Dotson out of Penn State. He's a freak athlete. When he gets the ball, it's electric. Um, and I just think that in Kansas City, you're just trying to get guys involved in space um, with so many weapons, and he fits that that mold. Um, he's closer to Hardman than he is Tyree Kill, but I think if you get enough Hardmans, it's also scary um, in space. All right, so I don't think it's any um, surprise that I am the least knowledgeable of this one. It's just the way this whole first round works out. There's two less, two more picks left. I am going to defer to Shuri on this one. Shuri, you are up with your Bengals. I'm guessing because Fagol has been preparing for the Lions pick is my guess. Okay. Um, I mean, I. Yeah. They need they need line. Obviously, they need guard center. Um, I'm not going to take a guard or center. Uh, I'm going to take a lineman. And I, I've heard not, I have actually. I listened to like three draft pod- podcasts today with experts, uh, the PFF guys, Kuiper, McShay, and one other one that I was just random that went on. And all of them said the biggest riser in the offensive line is Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Um, I don't even, I've never watched him, but I'm just going to go by what they said that he is not going to go to the second round. He's the first round yeah. guy, and I, I, I'm going to listen to them and say, Tyler Smith, maybe he can play a little bit of guard. Maybe he plays the tackle and they slide someone in the guard. Um, we do know that they need help on the offensive line. So Tyler Smith is a guy. Never a bad idea to protect your franchise QB. Yeah. Nope. And that Not team is, um, I think they offensively, they just don't need, after they get one more good lineman, they don't need anything for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that to wrap things up here, um, Detroit takes a quarterback. Uh, you got both Detroit picks. What do you mean? You, right? well, you, had you got him in the second pick. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I second had him second pick. Cool. So I think, I think they're going to take a shot on a quarterback. I think they're going to take a guy who's, as I said, um, may not have like gra- uh, game-breaking potential, but is, is a pretty solid guy. I'm going to say they're going to roll the dice with Desmond Ritter. I think I if they it. wanted yeah. to go, I think if they wanted to go a little higher upside, this I think Sam Howell, Sam Howell of North Carolina has more upside, like uh, potentially to have a higher ceiling. But I didn't love what I saw out of him at North Carolina, so I'm gonna roll with Ritter here uh, at the last pick of the first round. Yep. I, I, I mean, this like, this is also a spot I could see Detroit trading out of and getting like a third and another a couple extra picks for somebody who wants to jump back in and take taking a somebody they want here too. Like, yep. like one thing I want to say about Ritter, like he was on Cincinnati, like the dude's a winner, right? Like how big is that for a quarterback to like go for a team that's a winner? You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Maybe he develops more skills, but he's, yeah. Lions need to win games is basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he's a winner. And he doesn't need, he's a guy too that they don't need to, he doesn't need to start immediately. 
You know what I mean? Like no. they have. It's almost uh, like if you're if you Detroit, you like want to win like six games anyway. So you just kind of roll out golf and and mm-hmm. get blown out, and then the final four games you bring him in and learn. You're gonna lose a couple more games with him, and then uh, the, then he's ready to roll year two, right? You get more draft picks and uh, high draft picks. You go get him a wide receiver or something, um, and then you start to roll. We had, I mean, quite a bit of Lyman go. I, I, I wouldn't count one to. I think the over under is seven linemen, six and a half actually. Um, get drafted in round one, which we were right. Which linemen, offensive or defensive? Offensive linemen. Yeah. How I also many, think uh, the over under is three and a half quarterbacks. Um, we're under with three. Is there a what's the over under on Georgia players in the first round? I think it's like four. We had eight offensive I think linemen. We had, how many Georgia players did we have? Um, let's see. Five. Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Four. And Dean. Nicobe Dean. And Dean, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. What was the over-under on that? I think it I was four. Just... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yep. I actually think it was four and a half, so that would make it, yeah. Okay. Yep. Are we... Are we um... Are we going to do anything for this? Like, are we uh, putting anything in the line for this? Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? Let's... Oh. Like our picks we just made. I mean, we made picks. Oh. We put anything in the line. Like, oh, so you want, so you, yeah, everyone we get so you right. Want to say, so you go through, like, whoever got the most picks right, well, oh, we got well, a little for... skirmish here. Oh, Aaron Gordon, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree there, my my guy. He just, he just dunked, he kind of dunked on Draymond a little bit, and Draymond was on the ground, and he kind of stood over him, and Draymond stood up, and they, they had to break him up a little bit. It's like, I don't think he wanted any of that smoke air. No, he doesn't. Draymond would eat his shit. Um, we'll fi- so we'll figure something like, whoever, out. Whoever has the most picks correct, maybe beers we'll, the course Saturday. We'll, we'll figure something, I think, yeah. Yes, I think I think that's right. Um, the, the guy who gets the most right gets uh, two free rounds. Or something like that of beers. Like we'll buy two beers for them, mm-hmm. um, and like yeah, we'll just do that. Let's who, let's who does who gets the most right, you know, gets how, two free rounds, one from each of the guys who didn't how, get the top. How about we do this just to add it a little bit? It'll be a little interesting, just because I think the top ten may be a little bit easier to pick. I'm like maybe not, but I'm saying the top ten is typically a little easier to pick than the next whatever. So what if we say you get one right in the top ten, it's worth like one one point. You get one right. 11 through 21, it's two points. Yeah. 22 through 32, you get three points. Whoever has the most points. Because it sounds like there's usually more trades around that 10, 10 to 20. So we could do something like that. And then whoever comes, you know, so if you get, you know, two picks in the top 10, right, but nothing else. And some guy gets a, I don't know. What, we we right. can figure the details Yeah, we'll out. figure that out. One thing I want to talk about just real quick. Um, so I was like putting together, you know, spreadsheets and shit for this. That's just my thing. And I noticed this compensatory picks is basically they happen from the third round to later. Um, That's a newer thing, right? Starting Uh, five or six years ago. I thought I read 2020. So So the new ones, the new rules started in 2020. Okay. And so basically every team gets a compensatory pick and then you can get more of them. If you sign like a, coach of it's like, color right basically mm-hmm. i think that's what it is so oh that one yeah do you it guys goes other, by like players money how much money you for, give out 
Right. So if like you have, that's why like this past year, like usually the Patriots are big on letting free agents walk and not signing a lot of guys. So then they usually get some compensatory picks, but like this past year, they didn't get anything because they spent so much fucking money two years ago. So it's kind of like factors in on who you let walk and how much money you bring, like essentially sign guys on this base. So next year they'll get um, more because they'll get more next year. They didn't sign shit this year. Uh, and then just one other thing like of note. So there's 39 compensatory picks this year. I think it's the most there's ever been. Um, one other thing that, that just like jumped out to me is that there's 262 total picks in the draft, and there's 87 of those picks were traded. So it's just crazy to me how All many right. draft picks in the NFL get traded. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. It's, it is pretty crazy. Um, I just will say, <clears throat> out of like the list, um of guys that did get drafted in our mock uh i have a hard time i've already talked about him but david ajabo i think he's like i have him like the sixth best player on my list um i have a hard time believing he falls outside of round one uh when i watched him actually when you go to watch aiden hutchinson all you see is ajabo he beats him to the ball he's quicker off the line um i just think that the world of this kid um, so I think he'll find his way in the first round, even though he's got a torn Achilles. But Achilles now is like what seven, eight months, and you're back. So he he right. could be back by the end of the year. So I don't think uh, we earlier uh, Gola talked about how Shuri called Aaron Donald being the best player in the draft. Did we say who you thought would be the best player in this draft? Like when it's all said and done, like you know, ten years from now. Did we talk about that? No. You guys have? So. Do you guys have any idea? I have two guys that I think are the best best players. My um, highest ceiling's a Jabo. I've already said that. So you think um, in ten years, you think in ten years from now we'll look back at this and be like, Ojabo was the best player he, in that draft. He has the uh, so I have Sauce Sauce Gardner is the best player. Um, mm-hmm. so if I had to put my money on it, it'd be Sauce Gardner. Um, but after that, if I said there was a higher ceiling, um, I say to Jabo, I just think that he's so raw. He he reminds me of Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, he didn't play much football until he got to college, and the talent level. If he would have done the combine, he would have blown everybody away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to – I said this a little bit earlier. I think he's never going to be looked at like this because it's just the position he plays. But Tyrell Lindenbaum, I think, is going to be one of the best players in this draft for a long goddamn time. I think he's a plug-and-play center, and he's going to just dominate guys. Um, but I, I, I agree with Shory. I think Sauce Gardner is awesome. Um, it's, it's crazy though. You see how, you know, you read a bunch of stuff, listen to podcasts or whatever, and how there's like the, what each team looks for. Cause there's a lot of teams that I was listening to McShay and he was like, there's a lot of teams who have Stingley rated much higher than Gardner. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. And then honestly, like I, this is a bias pick, but I, you could, I, if you told me Kyle Hamilton was the best player in the draft seven years from now, 10 years from now, it wouldn't surprise me either. I'm going to go out and just think that I think quarterbacks just, they run the league. I think everything is just quarterback based. And so obviously this is not a great quarterback class, but I'm just going to go on a limb and say, Kenny Pickett will be the one 10 years from now. We'll look back Mm -hmm. and be like, this dude's a stud. You know, a lot of times we say this isn't uh, this class or this isn't a defensive class. This isn't an offensive line class. And we were just wrong. Like mm-hmm. yep. one time, I mean, I can't remember if it was like golf's class or whatever it was. 
he went number one and they were talking about how good it was. I think they had the, the guy who went to Arizona who freaking stunk. Dude, he can't even find himself in the league anymore. It's been like three years. He got traded to Miami. Um, what's well, not coming to me? Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They had him. He was only in the league for like two years when they drafted uh, Kyler. Oh, anyways. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. When you said Arizona, I was thinking University of Arizona. Oh, no. Um, anyways, yeah. I told you my brain yeah, the guy from UCLA. The guy, the guy from UCLA. Yes. Rosen. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Um, that, like, that, I think they were in the same class, and, like, people were talking about how good that class is and how, like, they're all pure passers. Jared Goff kind of ended up sucking. Rosen is, like, can't even find himself in the league anymore. I don't even know who else is in it, but, <clears throat> you know, we were talking about how great it was, and then... Um, sometimes you just have classes you just don't think are good. And guess what? Like Lamar, like I, people were not high on Lamar at all. And, and he's, you know, he's an MVP. You're getting, right. you're, uh, Josh Rosen was 2018, Goff was 16, but I think you're thinking of Baker Mayfield probably. Was that that class with Baker and yeah. Rosen? And, uh, Josh Allen. Josh was Allen was yeah. phenomenal. And I was yeah. super low on Josh Allen too. So, um, yeah. I had, I had Lamar as the best player in that draft. Um, but I also had Josh Allen not in the first round, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. It is but you is. never know. You just never know. It's hard. It's hard to scout guys that are playing terrible competition compared to like the SC guys. Um, so you just don't know what's gonna happen. Sam Darnold was at that draft too. The sixteen, eighteen. Is he really? The B- Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen. Rose, Josh Rosen and Lamar, first rounders. So the Jets passed up on Josh. Did wait, which order did that go in? Uh, Browns, Baker. Browns, yeah, Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar, thirty second. And the Jets can't figure out why they just can't turn that franchise around. They took Sam Darnold over Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Well, Yikes! Was, well, think about think about that. That was like the Chicago Bears. Took Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh. Even Watson. I mean, I the guy's obviously a scumbag, but the guy was a pretty yeah. damn good quarterback. Is he suspended well, at all? Watson went around. Yeah, he will be. Um, they, don't, Watson, yeah, they haven't made a decision on it yet. Yeah. The chances are are good. Then he'll get four games at least. Yeah. But ba- Baker's still there, though, right? As of now. He went to Cleveland, yeah, right? Yeah, they, still, they haven't traded them yet. They need to. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to note just is that uh, the the Bucks game did go final, so the Seas will be getting the Bucks, dude. Okay. That's a uh, curious when that I series know. will start. Kev, you may not be as excited as I am, or even sure he is, but. Uh... A week from well, this upcoming well, Tuesday, I think, or Monday, the NHL playoffs are going to start. So, mm-hmm. oh, please don't tell me that. we're doing an episode on that, dude. We're going to touch on it. Uh, just not a full episode, please. No, we won't no. do it. I might be sick I, that night. I think <laughs> it's honest to God. I know you guys probably won't agree with me, but I think it's the best playoffs in the four major sports, and I don't think it's close. I will say um, NHL, like, like usually the NBA, like the top like two teams in like each conference are always in the finals, you know. But yeah. I feel like NHL always has a team. Oh that, yeah. Like like a it's seven or eight seed will make it. Like, I know they don't Montre- do seven or eight seeds anymore, but. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have a dumb playoff format. I fucking hate it. But yeah, like there's nothing more exciting than like overtime hockey. Oh, it's it is like, good. It just, especially if your team's evolved, I literally want to have a fucking heart attack when I'm watching the Bruins that are in overtime. Yep. Well, so, you got any trade grade, Shory? Was there anything to grade this I week? I don't have anything to grade. Um, I think we just keep it football this week, and we'll we'll add another trade grade next week. We're getting up on time anyway. Um, uh, all right, how about this? What right, is the, what is the what is the trade grade for you in real life, the Chiefs and the Dolphins? What was that? What was that, all of it? It was uh, four draft picks. It was like a first, a second, I think it was a fourth, five, and a wasn't it? Fourth, maybe next year. I think it was. I think it was two oh, next year. And I thought they got. Year. I thought they got one back. Anyways, I maybe. prefer a, that deal. I I know how good Tyree Kill is. He's obviously a game changer. But I think I don't think he's gonna do nearly what he did in Kansas City and Miami because he's got Tua, and I just think with the picks that Kansas City has, they can really deepen their their roster. And I just like it. I mean, if you want to, I don't know, give me an A for um for Kansas City and like a a C for Miami because I just don't think it. I don't think it changes Miami that much. I just because they have Tua, they don't have a good fucking quarterback. They definitely got a game changer in Miami, and I think I um I don't know if their defense is as good as how it's been the past years without um oh my gosh I told you my brain is fried the coach there that just left he was Flores to me Flores was the best defensive coordinator the Pats have had and when he went to Miami he was the best play caller he changed up his defense every game uh, you never knew what he did he was phys- he got his guys to play physical. I don't think Miami's defense is as good as what they think it is. Like that was your fucking coach. Um, so I do think obviously your offense got better, but your defense is not going to be quite as good. You got probably the scariest playmaker in the NFL. Uh, but with that said, he's the Kyrie of the NFL, in my opinion. He's Antonio Brown Jr. He's a, a bad game away from having a meltdown. And now that he thinks he's the big big shot in Miami. He's going to have that meltdown, and I don't know if that's going to be good for that team with those young guys, Jalen Waddle and them guys playing behind him, but um, obviously biggest playmaker. But I think that Kansas City, you have the second most talented player in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, you guys, you'll be fine. Um, so if I had to give Kansas City a grade, I think it's probably like an A-. minus. If I had to give Miami a grade, I think it's probably like a B+. Plus. I my think thing I was gonna say, I think NFL oh, more than anything, like draft picks mean so much. Like NBA draft picks, if like you don't have a top like ten pick, it's like they're not really worth as much to me. That's what I think. I, Major League Baseball, like who the fuck knows, right? But NFL, like draft picks, even into the third and fourth round, like they mean so much. And yeah. I think the haul that they got for him, I think, I don't. Did they even come out and say why they they? Did Hill force a trade? You know, like is he being a? Well, if you wanted to get paid, mega money. You wanted to get paid, and they weren't so, going to pay and, him. And that was that's kind of. Well, go ahead, G. Finish with your grades, and then I'll I'll say something. No, so I I, I don't even know. I I think I would give Kansas City an A, and I and I think is Miami's plan just to be better than the Patriots, or is their plan better to be be better than the Bills? Because if it's to be better than the Patriots, maybe this does it. I I don't know. Maybe it does it. They were only one game difference last year, but I still don't think this pushes them over the Bills. Not even close. So I, I'd right, say was, a B for the for the Dolphins. Yeah. So and that was kind of my whole thing. Like I understand making the deal if you think you're a playmaker like that away from being contender. 
Mm-hmm. They're not anywhere near being a fucking contender. No. They're going to play the next three years of this deal, three or four years of this deal, and gonna, then they're going to look to fucking cut them or trade them or do something, buy them out, because it's going to be completely pointless what they did. Like, I agree with the Raiders making the deal for Devontae, because mm-hmm. I think the Raiders are way closer to a Super Bowl than Miami is. Um, and I think that deal makes a lot of sense for Oakland. I don't think it makes any fucking sense for Miami. None. I, it's I, just people trying to put asses in the seats. I was waiting to talk, but I think I love the deal for the Raiders. Like that offense yeah. is freaking scary, and I think McDaniel's is finally gonna be able to unload. Like I like McDaniel's. Um, I think he was a little bit safe with the Pats, but I hope he just unloads with this offense because it is scary well, you, good. Uh, well, they have was it Waller, him, um, Renfro's phenomenal. Renfro's awesome, mm-hmm. and then they have also Josh have, Jacobs like, Josh is a Jacobs hammer running back. Oakland's good. That division is so fucking good. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think, Loaded. I mean, do you guys, I mean, we'll obviously get into this later this year, but I honestly, I mean, the, the Broncos with Russell Wilson is the worst team in the division. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it may not be close. I don't know. Russ has kind of stunk the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah. I'm excited to see what he it, does because he's I, had some I, good I, receivers too. Yeah. Uh, I think going back to Dolphins real quick, I think this like this is Tua's year to make make a break Tua. Like, is he real or is he not real? And yeah. like having Tyreek and, and Waddle, I think like this is it. Like, you either show us you have it or you show us you don't have if it. If he struggles, they're gonna be on his ass. It's all all pressures on him. Yeah, because he's got the pieces now to like should yep. be successful. So. And he can't stay healthy either. Too that that's on him too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hey, follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, bad dad. Oh, no, 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 here's that ball. I don't know what that other word I was saying. Um, and Instagram, we will be live tweeting. We will update, you know, how we're doing on our draft, on our mock draft during the draft. We'll be tweeting live. Um, you can give us a hard time. Um, let Fagolin know how many picks he fucked up. Let Andy know you're an idiot. You think you're an expert, but you're a dumbass. You waste your time. Um, and Kev, you're just a, you know, a rookie doing his thing. And we might even do a little uh, live feed of the golf on Saturday too, just to, just to show oh, the hack, yeah. show the hacking that's going on. Oh my God! We'll, Don't we'll play do me. a little. Uh, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go on Instagram. Go live on Instagram. That's right. The only hole in one is the old Natty lights going down my fucking throat. <laughs> that's the only hole in one I'll be having. Good deal. Hey, thank you guys. All right, peace. Thanks, guys.